This episode of the B3 Today is brought to you by Sensible Waste Consultants. Look them up, sensiblewaste.com, 812-787-3598 for a free waste audit. If you spend at least $2,000 a month on your waste and recycling, you cannot afford not to look them up. Sensiblewaste.com, 812-787-3598. The B3 Podcast is a production of Impulse Radio. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the very first of our new B3 Today, the daily show that's going to be dropped on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. we got the big show, of course, that drops on Thursday, and then uh, we'll have one on Friday. It's going to be 15 minutes, 30 minutes, who knows, if we're rolling, might go longer than that. Might be me, could be the Todd father, could be Deco, who knows? But we're going to come on here with opinions, let you know what we think about Stuff around the state of Indiana and beyond. This is Brian O. I'm glad to be here with you. And sectional 63 absolutely lived up to the hype. You other sectionals around the state, and I know you're listening. You gotta pick it up. You gotta pick it up. Look at our social media with the pictures of Lagodi High School. My goodness, they were lined up last night. On Saturday night, they were lined up. Down the block. My goodness. My wife said she was going to go. She said, hell, I'd have to park in Candleburg, which is eight miles away. People showed up. They were loud. They were proud for their school all week long. I looked at some of the other sectionals around the state. Empty gyms. Nobody in the pictures on the highlights. Too many good players. Too many good athletes and coaches in this state to have that happen. Get out and go, folks. But anyway, back to sectional 63, it absolutely lived up. Thursday night, I'm sorry, Friday night went pretty much how I expected. Bar Reeve took care of Orleans. Orleans, good basketball team, but they're just too young. Too young to play with Bar Reeve on this season. Going forward, we'll we'll take a look, and we're going to keep our eye on Orleans, and I'd love to get Coach Bradley on here to to talk about that, uh, the big win against Lagodi. And, and, uh, but Bar Reeve, too much for them, of course, North Davis took care of Shoals. Shoals gave him a battle, man, to beat the hell out of him like we talked about they probably would, but too much. And then we come to Saturday night in Lagodi. Bar Eve, North Davis 2 after the big buggy bowl game went into overtime. People listening on the radio had to listen to me again. People that uh, hear this, Deco's getting better every day. He had a little medical issue, so he had to call the – the portly fellow out of the bullpen to come call it. Had a great time doing it. Hated that I had to because of the reason, but working with Jeff Doyle and, and uh, doing play-by-play on that was one heck of a good time. Fantastic basketball game. Tale of two halves. Bar Eve came out. Both teams a little slow scoring, but that wasn't because they can't score. It's because there was good defense. <laughs> Bar Eve led at 18-9 at half. And we talked about at halftime show, Coach Doyle and, and myself, and we said, you know, whichever team comes out and gets a couple quick buckets is, is going to be in a good spot. And and let's face it, if Bar Reeve does it, they're probably going to they're probably going to put them away. 
but they didn't. It was North Davis that came out, did the scoring. The Wilson brothers are here, and they are here to stay for a while. Or he couldn't find an answer. And they uh, they played as good a defense on Hagen Neps. You're going to see um, anybody play. And North Davis brings it home in a, in a good ball game. But Barry had chances down the stretch, had some shots that, you know, a lot of times go in. They just didn't. But uh, Coach Dow Rimple, hopefully we're going to get him on the show if his practice schedule allows on the big show dropping on Thursday. Um, always have an open seat for John Mullen. And, you know, it, it, there's few things that, that live up to the hype, right? Few things live up to the hype. We've been talking about this sectional since we started the show back up in January. You know, we've had Mike Wagner from Lagodi, Toby Madison stop by, Josh Thompson. We talk to him all the time. You can listen to him on the coaches show. John Mullen's been in. Todd and Deco and I talk about it endlessly. Dang it, it lived up to the hype. We got good coaches and we got good players, and, and it makes for a uh, – Makes for one hell of a sectional. And listen, I know some people were complaining at the in the first half. That was a well officiated basketball game. Yeah, you have some calls here and there. People got to understand that. Calm down. It's fun to yell and scream and and uh, have fun at the ball games. But it was a good officiated game, no question about it. And and uh, the players got it done on the floor, and and that's what we want. Later on, coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to have Kyle Soakland from the Evansville Courier and Press. He's going to talk about the state of uh, of basketball down in Evansville, and I know he covered uh, the the North Husky sectional win and uh, the Bossy three A win. So we'll talk to Kyle about that. And then, speaking of officiating, on tomorrow's show, we're going to have Sandra Walter. From the IHSAA, she runs uh, heads up the officiating department, and we're going to talk about not only uh, officiating games and the state of how how that's going as far as where we're at right now with officials, but also the officiating 101 curriculum that has been instituted in the state of Indiana or going to be where we're going to get a curriculum in high schools to uh to try to get officials we got to find some young people that want to take up officiating you know i mean it it it's just a, it's a must because we we've got to get younger people involved so we are going to look forward to having sandra walter on the show and uh that'll be a good conversation um we're going to have on wednesday is going to be the first installment of the band and golf series band and dunes sessions with myself my brother my nephew and my son talking about our big trip to band and dunes coming up and hopefully we got uh get some people around the country that can kind of follow our escapades as we get ready for a once in a lifetime golf trip and and uh and listen to all about that but iu women go down to iowa that was a tough one but man do those girls play golly that's a fun basketball team to watch, and I hope that they can make a run in the tournament because they're sure fun to watch, and those seniors are going to miss them. Man, I've enjoyed watching them play, so really, really going to miss them when, when this season comes to an end. But they made a valiant effort in the 
in the Big Ten tournament. They just couldn't stop Iowa down low. And the IU men, come on. You got the ball and you got a chance to score at the end of the game? And you're trying to get fouled 20 feet behind the three-point line? Drive to the basket. God. Stand out there and try to get fouled, heaving up something and expect the call. No, you're not getting that call. That's silly. Whatever happened to fundamental basketball? I know, I know. I'm the old man yelling at you to get off my lawn. Whatever. Listen, that ain't basketball. You had plenty of time with the ball in your hands. Make a basketball play. Stand out there try to get fouled and cry about it. Well, hey, let's take a break here. Hear from our friends at Sensible Waste Consulting. And then we will go right into the interview with Mr. Kyle Soakland from the Evansville Courier and Press. You know you're probably overpaying on your waste and recycling expenses by 20 to 40%. You don't have to! Like 90% of all companies nationwide, you're overspending because your contracts don't protect you from price spikes. Your service levels are inefficient. Your contracts allow you to be charged silly ancillary fees. You've got wasted equipment. Your waste invoices are not being audited. So a free waste audit could save you how much? Contact Sensible Waste Consultants to let that team help you reduce your waste expenses today. If you spend over $2,000 a month on your waste and recycling, you need to call 812-787-3598 or go to sensiblewaste.com and look and see what they can do for you. It's free. If they don't save you any money, folks, you don't pay anything. Check them out, sensiblewaste.com, 812-787-3598. Stop overpaying on your waste and recycling. All right, next up on the show, we're happy to have from the Evansville Courier and Press, he covers high school basketball and lots of other stuff, Mr. Kyle Soakland. How are you, my man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. You survived sectional weekend. Um, it was a wild one up in in, in our area and, and, and lots of other places in southern Indiana. Before, before we get into sectional action, kind of give me the state of Evansville basketball. How, how was the season for you and, and anything surprised you and, and what all did you see? Uh, it was a lot of parody around here. I know the SIC title came down to the last day of the regular season. Uh, just a lot of teams that are just very similar, about 12 to 15, 16 wins each. So it's just a lot of good, talented teams. Just no one seemed to separate themselves, which shouldn't have been a surprise when we got to the 4A sectional this week, seeing yeah. North. Harrison in the final. Yeah, I, I was looking at the records, and you know, Castle fifteen and eight, then Bossy seventeen and nine, and then a whole bunch of you know, right around five hundred. I guess North was sixteen and ten, but you know, like you said, everybody right around five hundred, lots of parity, and just kind of beating up on each other. Yeah, that's what it always seems to be in Evansville. It just this year there wasn't that one team that you just knew was the best team, and so you never knew what was going to happen this past week. Yeah. How long have you been covering uh, high school basketball in Evansville? I've been at the Korean Press for almost six years now. Oh, wow. 
Uh, that's awesome. How's this? Is the talent right now in Evansville basketball? How does it stack up to the years that you've you've watched in the previous? Uh, I say there was more high end talent in past years. Uh, like we had Mackay Larry, Alex Hemingway, a bunch of D one players. Yeah. Uh, this year maybe not so much, but it's just like I said, it seems the teams may seem to be deeper. I mean, there were six, seven teams in the SIC that you thought could win every night. Gotcha. Yeah, so let's talk about that sectional at, at North. Um, they kind of cruised, got by Castle seventy to forty two, and then and then uh, beat Harrison sixty three forty nine. Anything surprise you in that sectional, or did it kind of just go the way you thought it would? Uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, North was a surprise just because they had the, the toughest draw, having to go against Jasper, then Castle, then either Wrights or Harrison. Uh, they work around 500 for most of the season and then started winning there late in February and just got on a roll. We're playing very tough defense, but every coach I talked to, everyone around here just knew just something was going to happen in that 4A sectional because it does every year. Yeah. So who, whoever gets, survives it earns it. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Wright's getting knocked off. That must've been, I'm sure you were at that game against Harrison. It sounded like that was a heck of a ball game. Yeah, I mean, Wrights was the SIC champ and has one of the better players in Gavin Shippert. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just got down big and then just couldn't finally break through in the last quarter. I think he got within two, within 16 seconds left. Just Harrison made one more play, which has been their heel all year. They just lost a lot of close games and were able to finally make one more play at the end to get that win. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to with North heading? They go to Seymour, right? Yes, they'll play Bloomington North in that first semifinal. Do you know much about Bloomington North? Uh, I saw those two teams play in January. Uh, Bloomington North has an athletic forward that's got a lot of D1 interest. His name is DQ Roberts, a junior. Uh, I think their leading scorer did not play that night, but he's back a lot since, I think, a month ago. Mm -hmm. A very talented athletic team. Okay. You give North a pretty good chance, though, right? I, I got to think of after they've they've been through the wars down in, in southern Indiana, they got a pretty good chance as they move up north. Yeah, I mean they played them tough. I remember they got down big in the first half in January, but uh, play a very good third quarter for them. It's just always can they make shots? In the last two, two or three weeks, they've been hitting a lot of threes. I know they hit ten against Castle, hit a bunch in the third, second third quarters last night, and yeah, if they can hit shots. They can compete with anybody, but what they've been liking this last week was their defense because they held all three of those sectional opponents under 50 points. Yeah, right. Wow. Well, let's go to 3A. Bossy um, sound like a fantastic game. First of all, how do you how do you cover that? Do you have to bounce back and forth between between gyms, or how did you allocate your time last night? Well, luckily, uh, we have a, a staff of riders, uh, four on staff of now. So I covered 3A on Tuesday and then went to 4A Friday and Saturday. Oh, I got you. But it sounded like a great aim. It usually is when Memorial and Bossy face in that sectional. And I, but I wasn't surprised that Bossy pulled out, uh, pulled it out because going in, we, everyone assumed that was the most talented team when they're on Uh and they on just enough (laughs) to get through there. Yeah. It sounded like a a pretty good basketball game. Um, now, where does Bossy go? I didn't look that up to see where they go in their next round. 
Uh, their regional is at Washington, and they'll oh, that's play right. Yeah, they come up. Yeah, they come up our way. Yeah. Okay. So, and I know Lawrenceburg's tough, and they, you know, talk about an area that beats each other up. You know, uh, Lawrenceburg and Greensburg and, and Batesville and that area, they, they're a lot like Evansville. A lot of good teams year in, year out. So, that should be a, a very good atmosphere. The Hatchet House will be rocking, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, it always is. Yeah. One of my favorite gyms to be at. You come up, you come up that way much, Kyle, do, to cover the, the smaller schools in, 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 in that sectional 63? Oh, we try. Uh, it just depends on the schedules because our main focus is going to be the bigger schools in Evansville because that's where our readership base Absolutely, is. Yep. But when we do get the chance to get out, we always enjoy uh, getting out there because I know last year I covered that Bar Eve team a bunch. Yeah. And it, we very, one of the better teams I've seen in the last few years. Yeah. And I, uh, I also talked to uh, North Davies a a month or two ago for a story so we're very aware of how good they are up there yeah i think last year honestly i would have liked to the for one year brought back the tournament of champions because you know bar eve took fort wayne blackhawk uh deep they took carmel to overtime and and uh there if there was ever a team that was that had a chance to win all four classes it was that bar eve team last year with with graver and hope and and that was pretty Pretty special group. Let's let's talk players. Um, who was the standout, just individual players in Evansville this year that uh, that that you watched play and covered? Uh, well, there's several. Uh, Gavin Shipper from Wright's big athletic forward that could score inside and out. Uh, Janai Harrison, sorry, Janai Summers at Harrison, that a six five shooting guard that could dunk and move up and down the floor. Uh, Jameer Ajabade had a great year for Bossy. Uh, Castle didn't really have one standout. Maybe Weston Eigner, because uh, they just had a bunch of talented, tough kids. Yeah, right. And I get the other one, maybe uh, Blake Curtis at Central. I know their record wasn't very good, but he could score 20 a night if they, he, they needed him to. Are, are there any of those kids that are seniors, or are they committed anywhere yet that, that you know of? Uh, Shipper, Summers, Ajabadi are all seniors i know summers has gotten some he's a b2 slash low and one mix they just with all the covid stuff that changed everything and the transfer portal he's just kind of in there in that middle yeah. where they just don't coaches aren't really right. sure what to do with him yet yeah but he'll be playing somewhere for sure and i'm sure and chipper probably could but i also know he's been looking at baseball okay what about uh We'll talk about a little bit of the college basketball and in, in what what's going on at UE. I know they they had another tough year and and uh, what's the state of Evansville basketball right? University of Evansville basketball right now? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, because I follow them very sparingly just because it's not my beat. But I know it's a lot of UE fans are just unhappy because. A, they're losing, but B, they're just not competitive this year. I know that there's probably – you think there's going to be some changes here shortly, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. And if, if they don't, it's going to be very interesting next year to see what happens because it was – I think they set a low in attendance since they went D1. Oh, boy. And, and I tell you – At least at home. We, we lived in Evansville, and I'm going back to like 2011, 12, 13, when Colt Ryan – 
was at, at UE, and we never missed a game. And, and I, I, I grew up in southern Illinois, so I'm a big Marty Simmons guy. And, and so we really supported the team when we lived there. And, and attendance, you know, it was a shame some of those nights that they're, you know, Wichita State comes to town, and if, if Evansville didn't beat them, they gave them everything they wanted and, and everybody that did. And you look around, not only is the, is the average age 65, but, you know, the place is empty, and it just used to drive me crazy, and it sounds like it's it's gotten worse. Yeah, it's just weird because a couple of years ago they had some excitement, beat Kentucky, and then a bunch of stuff happened. Sure, where just, yeah. Just every, all that stuff that happened, just bottom fell out, seems like. And I know they've got some talented players because uh, Blake Sisley from Heritage Hills, you may know of, yep. had a very strong second half of the season. So you just never know. I mean, yeah. it's also interesting because there's another going to be another D1 team in Evansville next year that may steal some of the spotlight from them. What do you think about that, Kyle? You, 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 I'm sure as a, as a reporter, you're, you know, even though it may not be your beat, you got to be excited about that. Yeah, it's, it just it makes it very interesting. Uh, I know people have talked about USI making that leap for years, well before I got here. Right. But it just felt like the time. I know the D, I know the men's basketball team is probably not going to make the D two tournament, but they just they've been recruiting well. They have a former player coach, and they've been successful in several other sports. Sure, so it's, it's going to make it an exciting time, especially for basketball with how UE struggles. They may be able to get in there and get some fans there that year one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt. And and I did full disclosure. I said I'm a Marty Simmons guy after after the way that that all ended. I, I haven't really had much much good to say nor interest in University of Evansville. And I hate that because I used to you know I used to wear the purple proud. But no more. Well, I, I got to ask you. You're an IU guy. What in the world is going on at IU? You just feel like we ask that almost every week, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I go ahead. I, I I like Mike Woodson. Yeah. Uh, they they played much better in the last few years, and they've been more exciting to watch. They just at some point they'll have to start finishing games. It's just to so get back where they want. Yeah, and yeah, and, and you know, I I, I asked the question a couple of weeks ago on well, we do a, a kind of our our big show on on Thursday. Uh, drops on Thursday, and I said, "Listen, I, everybody loves Woodson, right? But are we in the same pattern? You know, you might have you get a big win, maybe you beat Purdue, and everybody's excited, and then you turn around and you know you lay an egg, and it just it seems to be that pattern that I, I don't understand how other schools can can fire their coach or do this, make a change, and bounce back, and they're right back in the tournament. I don't understand right now why IU can't get get over that hump." Oh, just for me, it just feels like they need more shooters. I know it's maybe a couple of years from now, everything would be better because I know they've got some kids in the pipeline and definitely at guards that are coming. So hopefully here in a couple of years, this will all just be a memory. Yeah, for sure. I, I, after we hang up here, um, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. I'm going to watch the, the IU team that I really enjoy watching, and that's the women in the Big Ten Championship. That's a fun team to watch. I don't know if you've got to see them much Oh, absolutely. This year. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, I've watched them a couple times, and they have a former Vincennes uh, Revay player yep. off the bench, too, uh, yep. Grace Wagner. So very talented team, very fun. So hopefully they can make the Final Four 
Yeah, I hope so. Four games in four days. I think I, I think they might be the only team to do that, or or one of the few anyway in the Big Ten to to come that far and have to play every single game. But that'll be good. So we'll go turn that on. I see you're a Mountain Dew guy. That's on your. Uh, on your Twitter, and you know that you're talking to somebody in Davis County, Indiana. That's the Mountain Dew capital of the world. Hey, that seems to be my thing around here. <laughs> There's a Mountain Dew waiting for me at North High School That's last great. night. So you know, hey, that I, up our way, they call that Amish water. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that being my brand. I'm all for it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Kyle, uh, we appreciate reading your coverage of uh, Evansville High School basketball, and, and I hope that you'll be somebody that, that I can call on and, and get the scoop of what's going on down south, uh, and, and you can be our Evansville guy for the B3 pod. Oh, I appreciate you having me on. Okay, Kyle, we'll talk to you soon, pal. Hey, I want to thank Kyle for coming on the show. It was a good first guest kind of start talking about things around the state we're going to try to do here on the uh, the two-day show. And we'll check in with Kyle. He's going to be our guy down in Evansville. Hey, thanks for being with us here on that first episode of the B3 two-day. We'll be back tomorrow, like I said, Sandra Walter. And we're working on a big show on Thursday talk about North Davis and, and their sectional 63 win and now we head to the regional they're right back there at Lagodi to play Edinburgh and then I think probably Springs Valley they'll be ready they're a good team it's hard to score against them Edinburgh Springs Valley whoever you better bring the offense because you're gonna have to figure out how to crack Dallas defense all right until tomorrow this has been the B3 Two days.